cousin. You can wear one color all you want. That's a black shirt. Yeah, I, I would say that that's a safe black. Take it from me. I don't see color. Great. <laughs> all right. My name is David Andrew Laws, and this is Dress for the Podcast You Want. I said my last name weird. It came out a little lawsy, but that's okay. Was... I took a nap. Like I was, I was up from a nap like an hour ago. I did you. that. Armel did that. Armel woke me up. I'm physically incapable of napping. Really? I tried my entire life. Actually, that's a lie. I've never really tried that hard. Oh, my God. But I cannot stop my day to sleep. I just cannot fathom it. You should eat a bigger lunch. I, I think don't that's think that's the, the problem. <laughs> no? No, I totally don't think that's the problem. <laughs> All right. Maybe some day drinking. <laughs> oh. That can help. That I can get down with. And that's what we're doing right now. Thank you for this wine. That's right. You can thank the uh, Theater Works National Tour of A Christmas Carol for this wine. I will. God bless thank us, everyone. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, all right. This is the podcast, and my name is David, and it's uh, we're mixing it up a little bit today. My co-host, um, reluctant co-host, <laughs> is Armel <laughs> K. Harper. Is that right? Yeah. I've never said all three of your names out loud before, so it was That's weird for it. me. Um, hi, Armel. Hey. How are you? I'm so great. Thanks for you? Thanks for being on the podcast. You're super welcome. We're recording a lot in the next couple of days, and Megan's working on a show, so it's going to be sort of like co- our mel co- co-host or no co- our mel our mo host our mo host our mo host <laughs> with the mo sure. host um <laughs> or no co-host or or just like it's gonna be whatever it is and you will uh dig it how are you today not not her you oh i'm still great We're, we'll get to her I, I feel like you already asked me i'm still great Good. I'm better than the last time you asked me. are you wearing your glasses that block out blue light i absolutely am do you always no. Or is it just because we got a lot of screens up? We have a lot of screens up. Plus, it's just like my playwright drag. Oh. It makes me feel very important and intellectual. Oh. So. But they're not prescription-y. No. I got in trouble once. I was at a workshop and I wore fake glasses that didn't have any lenses in them. They were just the just the frames because it like made me feel mm-hmm. comfortable. And the guy who was running the workshop stopped me in the middle of my monologue. I was like, are there no lenses in that? And I was like, yeah. He was like, that's bullshit. Uh, Why are you doing that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Oh my God. I'm actually blind though. Me too. So I like to think that I qualify. No, my, my fiance wore fake glasses on her first date. And within like, as soon as she proposed, I was like, okay, but can you stop wearing those glasses? Cause I hate them. She proposed to you. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that last episode. Oh, well. Oh. And our guest today, who's been doing a very good job of pretending that she's not in the room, even though she doesn't have to. <laughs> I'm trying not to breathe too loud into the mic. Uh, please breathe. I need them to know that you're a live guest. <laughs> this is Ilana. Ilana ran some tuplets. Killed my name. How'd I do? You slayed it. Yes! Way All right. My services are always at your disposal if you need someone to come around and say your name correctly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi, Il- I- Fuck, I fucked oh, it up. Oh, you're doing Shit. so well. Hi, Ilana. And that concludes David. today's episode. Yeah, that's it. How are you? I am so good. Yeah? How are you? Thanks for coming out in the poop weather. It's okay. It was supposed to be more poopy than it actually was. Do you think that's why they told us it was going to be poopy? So that when it was just a little drizzly that no one was like, that everyone was like, oh, well, at least it's not a snowstorm. Well, I don't feel any sort of kindness towards the weather. Fair enough. <laughs> what about towards meteorologists in general? No, now I'm like, well, it's wrong, and 
all of my plans are different now. And what were what? How are your plans? To, what were your plans when it was going to snow? Oh, I was going to run for office. I was going to cure some stuff. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> but then I saw it was going to snow. Um, I, I think I think it's just place. a New York thing. To no matter what the weather is, you always complain about it. When it's hot, you're like, ugh, well, ugh, I can't wait for it to be cold. And then it's cold, and you're like, ugh, I can't wait for it to be hot. And then just whatever it is. When it, those t- two weeks of the year that it's nice that are never concurrent, you're like, well, no, oh well, it's New York. It I feel like sucks. that's true anywhere that isn't San Diego, though. Uh, I wouldn't know. I've never been anywhere else. Hey, I like your water bottle with a big 412 on it. Hell yeah. Are you from Pittsburgh? Sure am. Oh I fucking my. love Pittsburgh. It's the best city. What do you ever. love about Pittsburgh? Here, let's do this. I'm going to start off. I'm, sh- I'm going to start a fight with Ilana. Oh, no. Ooh. What do you like about Pittsburgh? The fact that no one can drive? <laughs> What? We are the best, most polite drivers ever. You know about the Pittsburgh left, right? I know about the Pittsburgh left. I know about the Pittsburgh cross. The Pittsburgh left. Tell her about the Pittsburgh left. It's actually on our Wikipedia page. So the idea is that if you're at a four-way intersection and it's all single lane, uh, two-way traffic, that the first person in line, if they have to turn left, you let them go before the rest of the traffic goes because otherwise it's going to hold up everybody behind them. And it's a courteous thing to do. Because we're kind people. You know what the Pittsburgh cross is? No. It's when uh, you got to cross the street horizontally and also vertically, and you just go, oh, fuck it, and you cross the street diagonally. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We did that in New York, too. Nope. No, you'd die if you did that in New York. But in Pittsburgh, it's like, nah, whatever. I definitely did that on my way here. Can you do Can you do a Pittsburgh dialect? I can. No, I, I've tried, but not very hard. It's not the most... Um, uh, it's not the most beautiful dialect it's out the there. It's the only American dialect that linguists cannot trace back to a single source. It has it has too many roots, and it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like a joke, right? <laughs> it does. When you do the Pittsburgh dialect, people are like, "No, that's not real." But my roommate in college was was from Pittsburgh, um, and his name was Dylan. Oh no! And that's what his parents would say when they would say Dylan. Did you read up your room? Oh, no. Wait, was his name Dylan or Dullin? Dylan. Oh, but, but it was Dullin. Dullin. Dullin, did you read up your room? We got to go. We're going downtown. Going to see them Pecksburg Stellars. Going to get a toasted hoagie in the shape of Roethlisberger's head. Oh, <laughs> that's actually pretty God. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they sound like. You Tina like Fey it? did an impression of that on Bronx Beat. On oh, what? Bronx Beat. It was this sketch with um, like Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. And they were doing these horrible, horrible Bronx accents. And then Tina Fey comes in and does Pittsburgh. And they're like, I love your accent. It's so exotic. Uh, Don't you get uh, it? That's funny. <laughs> wow. Doing a Pittsburgh dialect in a scene where someone also has a Bronx dialect would be really hard. I feel like you'd mush into each other. Tina's okay at her job. <sighs> Can I be Tina's Tina Fey's son in a movie? Can I play sure. Tina Fey's son in a movie? I mean, yeah, yeah you can play anything you want. No, Absolutely. that's not true. I can't play a lot of stuff. Not I can't that play attitude. teenage Peter Parker anymore. That's my that's my real oh. kafuff right now. Soon I won't be able to play Romeo anymore. Give it a couple of years. That's not true. If what's his name Corey that played Pott it is doing uh, Tony, so I feel like in what in the new West Side Story movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know Corey Cobb. We went to school together in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's oh right. We're in the same class to together. We Nat. learned all our, our Nat. That's the one. And Yins. Oh my God. The first Yins. time we got in a cab and someone asked us like, Yins guy's Carnegie Mellon students. And we're like, yeah. Yins? Yins. Yins. It's like that's our Pittsburgh's version of y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Ugh. 
This whole thing hurts me. Write a play in the Pittsburgh dialect now. I task you. Never. I saw a play in the Pittsburgh dialect recently. What's it called? It was called um, Angels Over Pittsburgh by Alex Silberblatt, who I actually went to high school with. Yeah, he's great. Um, but I just wondered, like, who the dialect coach was and what that whole process was like, you know? Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. I've been a dialect coach for a Texas show. Oh. True story. There are a lot of Texases, though. All right. Wait a minute, though. <laughs> We're getting, I'm getting really excited by accents. Anyway. And dialects. And I got to move on to the actual podcast. Ilana. David. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. Did you? Um, yeah. How I, did you know? I listened Oops. to your podcast. Which one? I listened to a bunch of them. You li- wow. Why? Because yeah, I'm responsible and I do my research. Good for you. Armel does my research. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I know what I know about you. What else do you know about me? We'll talk about that. But first tell me whether or not you think you're a successful person. Fuck. So, um, short answer, Yes. But also, I think success isn't like like crossing a finish line. I think there are moments of success. Okay. It's a fleeting thing. And when you feel yourself indulging in those, in those moments of success, you have to appreciate them. Because if you just live in a stasis of success, I don't think there's any growth there. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to live in a stasis of success, though? <laughs> it would, but no, also no it wouldn't. There. What do you mean there's no growth? So? I'm, I'm six feet tall. I don't need to grow anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean growth? <laughs> well, that's her thing. What do you... <laughs> don't, don't defend her. I mean, like, let's say that I have a list of five big goals that I want to achieve in my life. What's your biggest goal that you want to achieve in your life? This podcast. Check. Done. <laughs> Living it. Bye. Um... I actually am really lucky because I've always known what I wanted. Okay. And those are three things. One is to work on Broadway. Two is to be a wife and a mom. Mm. And three is to be the artistic director of a regional theater that specializes in new work, specifically new musicals. Okay. And what have those have you done? Broadway. Dope. I heard twerk on Broadway and I've been laughing through her entire golf <laughs> list, which is sad because it's a great list. I was like, oh man, twerk on Broadway. She's what? done it. And I did, I did say twerk on Broadway and I did mean it and I have done okay. it. Did you really? I mean, yeah, I've also worked on Broadway, but I also have twerked on Broadway. In what capacity have you worked on Broadway? Twerked Who or are twerked? you? What's your, what's your job title? I'm a director and a choreographer. Dope. And which of that did you do on Broadway? I have been an assistant director, and then I actually just worked with Armel on the prom, mm. and I was the SDCF Mike Ockrent Fellow on the prom. It's a really, really cool opportunity. What? What? What is it? S- <laughs> SD. So the SDCF is the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation. That I knew. And once a year, they give an award out in the name of the late Mike Ockrent, who was the great Susan Stroman's um, late husband. Mm. And he directed Crazy For You and a bunch of other things. But they give this, this scholarship in his name, essentially, to one emerging director and or choreographer. And that was you. It was me, yeah. So- it was really cool. Like you have to be invited to apply and there are something like 150 applicants and I interviewed with Casey Nicola and I was really honored when he picked me. Oh, yeah. And so now what? Which one's next? Which Broadway the, show? <laughs> no, no. The marriage one or the artistic director one? Um, I'm hopeful. 
hopefully, hopefully not the mother first. I'd like to get married before that happens. Um, But yeah, I think I have my eye on that prize next. Yeah? Yeah. And always working towards the artistic director thing. But yes. Oh, I love babies. Babies. I love babies. I want to have a baby. Get out of here. There's a fly in my house. Why? He heard that you were taking applicants for babies. Can I miss Miyagi this? Get it. Get it with one hand? Yeah. Dang it. (gasps) You were not even close. It was like a foot away. (gasps) Maybe I got it, and that's just another one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Let him live. He's not doing me by no harm. Um, Yet. Yeah. (laughs) What a terrifying thing to say. Um, how, How did you do it? Yeah. Do what? Get so successful. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a little. Okay, so the 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 short answer was yes, and the longer answer was the, but I don't think that up into growth. What do you what do you equate success to? I guess where some people equate success to success equals happiness, or success equals comfort, or success equals uh, responsibility. What do you? What's yours? I think it's a mix of personal and professional. That's a good point. I think um, I am a goal-oriented person, so every two months I'm a little, a lot of neurotic, and I sit down and I make a list of three to five bullet points of goals, and therefore the next two months, six months, one year, two year, and five years. Whoa. Yeah, so I check in with myself every two months to see how I'm doing with those goals, and that helps me keep on track. But also, I it's really important to me that I feel good about the person I am when I work. Okay. I believe in being a good human. I believe in working hard and being kind. It's actually literally written on my shirt right now. What it says? Work hard work and be kind. It, well, technically it says be nice. Oh, excuse me. Well, or never that, mind then. It's probably different <laughs> than being kind. A little bit. Maybe. But it's really important to me because at the end of the day, like you go to sleep in your own head and you have to take care of that space. And you, you physically know? make this list? Yes. How long have you been doing that? I'd say about seven or eight years. Wow. And it's been, I mean, obviously must have been working for you if you've been doing it for that long. Yeah. I can't think of anything I've done consistently for seven or eight years except uh, sleep. Sleeping. Yeah. Well, napping. Not e- actually, not even sleep. I went through a long period of insomnia. So like... I think I think it's only been one of the past three or four years that I've been on a good sleep schedule. What was the other thing you suggested? You've been breathing, correcting your vision. I maybe have been breathing. The jury's still out. I've had a lot of people in my life tell me I don't do a very good job of it. Uh, I dated someone in high school who she would she would like when she slept with her head on my chest. She was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I take really shallow breaths, and I was like, "Don't judge me. <laughs> this isn't about how I breathe." Um, no, I definitely, I definitely don't breathe very well. Sometimes I like, sometimes I realize I'm not breathing. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Oh yeah. Like right now. Well, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. I catch myself not breathing sometimes when I'm like, when someone's taking a picture of me, I don't understand the correlation, but do you ever do that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause the camera's going to see you breathing. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Go. Are you an ugly breather? No, oh, that one's no I good. They not. were exhaling. I think that right. my nostrils flaring. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you think about a picture and you think about stillness. So you have to still everything when you get your picture taken. You have to go still. <laughs> Unless okay. it's a boomerang. Unless it's a boomerang. That's, That's right. not a picture. That's a gif, gif, griff. 
I say GIF, but I know it's supposed to be GIF. I'm a rebel. Hey, all right. What do you say? I say GIF. What do I say? What do you say? All right. Um, uh, what do you say? R-O-U-T-E. Route. What do you say? I'm trying to take my accent out of this. Now I don't know. Well, see, the problem is, what about uh, blank 66? Right. Route 66. Yeah. But that's ew. That was very Texas. I know how to do my own accent. Oh no! Oh, there she is. We've gone back in. That's why I've been a dialect coach <laughs> for Texas. For Texas, East I'm Texas. I'm from East Texas. Nope, that's a great impression of Armel. I'm Armel, and I'm from East Texas. Oh, I'm gonna do. Megan's not here, so I can do a sound that she hates. Um, this is what this is my old Texas person. You know that that uh, oh the whistling the thingy. Whi- the whistle. I can't do it. I'm from East Texas. Oh, oh my God. You sound like that character on Family Guy. Yeah. Right, that's not Texas. <laughs> Megan hates that. She doesn't like that sound, so I can never do it when she's around, but I love making it. Oh, man. Give me something to say from Texas. So when she's gone, you just like whistle all over the and place? Sometimes. <laughs> I'll meet you by the Blackberry Cannery. All right, son, I'll meet you by the... By the... What did you say? Blueberry Cannery? Blackberry. Get Uh-oh. it straight. Cannery? Like where cannery. you can blackberries? Absolutely. I'll meet you with, by, by the cannery where the blackberries are. There weren't enough S's in that <laughs> sentence. I didn't like it. <laughs> How about... She I, sells seashells by the seashore. Something we would never say in Texas. Unless you're yeah, because you never talk about women in Texas. Because <laughs> it's, it's a sexist state. Well, that's fine. You can that's what that. they call it. It's Texas, the sexist state. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Go say that in Texas. Just like Pennsylvania is the uh, the well, so like Kentucky's the bluegrass state, New York's mm-hmm. the Empire State, and Pennsylvania is the big long state with only something on either end and nothing in the middle state. <laughs> I think we call it Pennsylvania in the middle. Oh yeah, right. I've heard of that. Yeah, but we do have some towns in the middle, um, specifically around Amish country, that have some very unique names. Do you know what these names are? Uh, no. Tell me. So there is a blue ball. <laughs> we have a blue ball in Kentucky, too. There is a intercourse. Mm-hmm. I stayed in intercourse a what? few years ago. Definitely took a selfie. Why were you in intercourse? Well, I just think That's that personal. Amish country is a beautiful place. You literally place. You just went to be there? Yeah, I That's went with funny. my mom on a trip. That's I love cute. trains, so I took a train down oh, there. Oh, why do you love trains? Oh, so many reasons. I think there's something really romantic about traveling on a train, and I love watching the American landscape landscape just like change in front of my eyes. And I like thinking about who rode on these train tracks before I did. And uh-huh. I think you can meet people on a train the way that you wouldn't meet people on other modes of transportation. Did you? Have you met anybody on yeah, a train? Who the hell do you meet on this train? <laughs> well, actually, I just took a, it was a bucket list item. I took a 40 hour train ride. I want to talk about your bucket list after this. Okay. Um, I have it saved on my phone. Great. <laughs> um, I took a 40 hour train ride from LA to Seattle at the end of last summer. God. It was the most amazing thing. I would do it again tomorrow in a heartbeat. Who did you meet? Well, pack your bags. <laughs> courtesy of this podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. We are giving you permission no. to oh. pay for it yourself. There you go. Who did you meet? Oh, wow. I met an artist are named Are you going to meet your husband on a train? I don't know. Am I going to meet my husband on a train? Uh, I am writing I that play. I hope you do. In no dialect. I hope he's the engineer. I hope he's the train engineer. I hope he's a young, chisel-jested, 
tra- train engineer. Chisel, just bearded train jaw engineer. And his chest were both chiseled. Okay, sure, it <laughs> happens. Um, he needs a beard. He does a big. Well, that's easy. Train engineers always have beards. That's right. So, are you living on this train, or is he quitting the train life? Uh, no, he quits the train life. He's only in the train business because his father invented the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, his great 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 grandfather, great grandfather Amtrak, uh, yeah, John, John F. Train uh, invented it, and um, he uh, got into the business. But because his father ran trains, and he is an engineer, he's never gotten to ride on a train, even as a child. He was always shoveling coal or sure. uh, moving packages. We all know that guy uh, oiling the wheels. <laughs> I mean, there aren't met. How many trains are there in the country? Like twelve? Oh, just like two. There are a lot of trains. There aren't that many. Know. Yes, there are. Two to three. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> How many trains? Wait, let's all take a guess. How I would say that there are like trains in the 150. I'm gonna say 250. Um, uh, this looks like it's going to take more than a cursory Google. Um, Boo. What does that say? Ridership. Well, oh, Armel is right. Why? Oh, look at that. Why are you right? What are you looking at? No, is that 550 million people use trains every year? How many people can fit on one train? Oh, but only 29 million in America. So yeah, 29 million people on a train, 12 trains. That makes sense. Um, One of them's got to be my husband, right? Right. Sure. Odds are there. Yep. Um, Great. Tell me about your bucket list. Oh, gosh. Um, You said you have it on your phone. You can go get it if you want. Yeah. This is the transitional part of the podcast. Choo 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 choo. Where Ilana goes to get her phone. Choo 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 choo. Indeed. Mm. Let's see. I had a I had a bucket list once. Miss what was lost. on it? Oh. Um, I want to have something named after me, even if it's just like a sandwich or a train or a train line or a podcast <laughs> or a pod. Cat. Oh, yeah, but easy. I want someone else to name it after me. I can't name it after myself. Mm-hmm. That's boring. Um, Gonna make an SDC fellowship. A memorial for, for me? Right. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Uh, that won't help. I'll be dead. And a bucket list is before you kick it. You know what? My mom has been petitioning for my hometown to name the community theater after me. And she says, you know, Sarah Gonzalez Memorial Theater. Uh huh. And I'm always like, Mom, I'm not dead. I'm not and she's dead. like, Well, that's not the point. They can still remember you even if you're alive. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, there's not a second name. And she's like, no, I really think it has to be Memorial. Otherwise, you have to move home. Two, I'm like, well, uh, fine. Two actors that I grew up with both have uh, days in, in Louisville, in Kentucky, where they grew up. And like it's like this person, Day. I, I really want that. I want David Day. We'll get you a David Day. I want a David Andrew Laws Day. What do I have to do? What do I have to freaking do, Mayor? Probably have to like save a few orphans, uh, so I guess. Fine. Maybe drive a train. I'll drive a train of orphans to the <laughs> orphanage from the old to orphanage hell, that was on fire. <laughs> Through intercourse. Through. Oh, doot, doot. Next up, <laughs> intercourse. Oh my God. These Could, orphans are like, why is it funny? It's not funny. Don't worry about it. It's just, it's just fine. <laughs> when a mommy and daddy love each other. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Remember them, kids. <laughs> All right. What's on your bucket list? Okay. It's a longish list. Does someone else want to take a look at it and read it? Or do you want me to read gimme. it? Gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Armel, we're going to play a game. Oh. I'm going to name three things, 
and you are going to tell me, I'm going to make up one of them. Oh, Two of them yes. will be on her bucket list. One of them will not be on her bucket list. Is this going to end our friendship? Let's find out. Let's find out. All right. Here we go. Here are the three things that are all on her bucket list. Wink. <laughs> uh, they are attend all 17 brunches on the boozy BuzzFeed list. Break a bone in my body. Meet a Muppet. Which one is not true? I have to go with break a bone, right? You can't wish for that, right? You are is correct. Okay. Oh my God, good job. Who would put that on their list? I don't know. I've never broken a bone. I feel like it might just be a milestone that I'm missing out on. It's not fun. What have you broken? I broke my ankle. What have you broken? I haven't broken anything either. So put it on your list just in case. Um, yeah, so, so let's go over the ones that you have. Oh my God, it is a longish list. All right, run a race, done. Long yes. race, short race? Short race, I cannot run ever again because of it. Dope. See every musical playing on Broadway. That doesn't make sense. What like you if you mean? open up the back of a playbill and they list all the shows that are currently playing on Broadway, I want to be able to say like I've seen every single one. Oh, so just within any sort of time period, not like every show that's ever been on Broadway. Correct. Gotcha. Uh, be hugged by Julie Andrews. That's a good oh, one. Oh, that's got a clock on it, girl. She seems like she'd have, oh God, you're. I'm yeah. sorry. What does that mean? Uh, she's probably not immortal, like as hard as that is. So I'm just saying, oh, like, so having you gotta get out there means that it needs has some expediency, right? Like you got to get on a train now. <laughs> I'll get on that turn. train. Meet my husband, and I'll hug Julie Andrews. Train. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Julie Andrews. Uh, meet a Muppet. What? Like, what do you mean? I love Muppets. Well, like if I go to a like a taping of Sesame Street or mm -hmm. something, I want to like hug a an Elmo hug or a, like get a picture with a Big Bird or just like any of the Fraggles. What if you hugged a uh, Big Bird and inside of it was Julie Andrews? Double whammy. Would that work? Oh my god, <laughs> that would be the best thing. Ever. I know what we're doing for your birthday. <laughs> um, the next is the one. This one's checked off. Oh yeah, none of the, so run a race was, but not see musical, not hug Julie Andrews, not meet him up. But this one has own a home in the Berks and in NYC. What you own property? I did own property for about five years. Yes. Why? Why? Um. So it was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and what the list says, I must do. She didn't write this. <laughs> It's been passed down for generations. Right. I woke up one day with it branded on my leg. That's a long brand. I inherited it from Dr. Mr. Train, who invented the, the Amtrak. Funnily enough, uh, honorary doctorate. He didn't actually get his real PhD, so you can't call him doctor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. never mind then. But go on. Um, so I, when my father passed away, my sister and I inherited his house. Oh. Yeah. I actually renovated it five times by myself before oh my the God. age of 24. Wow. Yeah. And it was condemned when we inherited it. Whoa. So it was, I'm actually really proud of it. I know way more about like property management than I'd ever like to know. That's so. wacky. Um, the next one is be a mother, not checked off. Make it to Broadway. All 17 brunches on the boozy Buzzfeed list. Uh, Alyssa Yard just sent you a Facebook messenger. Do I need to bleep out her name? No, I think okay. you're okay. She's one of my students. She's seeing the prom tonight. <laughs> okay, good. Um, 17 brunches on the boozy buffet. Ride a donkey through the Grand Canyon. That's fun. Do that. I made it to the Grand Canyon, but there was a snowstorm as soon as we hit. You could see maybe two feet in front of you. Very That's anticlimactic. So Have you, yeah. you seen the episode of Parks and Rec where they drive across the country to go to the Grand Canyon oh, yeah. and then they're looking at it and Andy's like, where are all the big heads? <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Uh, hot air balloon. You've done it. I did. Drive a convertible up Route 1, very specific, and you did it with the top down. Is there any other way? I don't know. Was it Route 1? What? Was it Route 1? It was, ooh, good question. Find the perfect yellow dress. That should have a check by it. It does. Good. Uh, sleep with a celebrity. Oh. Mm. Like a nap or like a, a special sleep? I mean, hopefully it's a nap that leads to something more. Oh, sure. but you've never napped. That's true. So and I don't think I'd nap much. Things went my way. Like well rested. <laughs> and then. Um, who's Strowman? <gasps> I'm leaving. Susan Thank Stroman. Thank you, everyone. This has been Dressed for the Podcast. <laughs> Five-time Tony Award winner Susan Stroman. Who's Susan Stroman? She is the director choreographer Susan of the producers Stroman. of Contact. Of she um, looks nice. She looks like Catherine O'Hara. She's an angel on earth. She is perfect. She can do no wrong. Doesn't she look like Catherine O'Hara? This episode sponsored by Susan Stroman. <laughs> Hashtag Susan Stroman. Um, okay, great. She does accept. I know that it's Susan Stroman, so it's hard for me to look at her and be like, she looks like... Have a stamp for every page in a passport. Very well traveled. Get nominated for a Tony Award. This is a check mark that's in brackets. Oh, because Lee Silverman got a Tony nom for her direction for Violet. And you were her assistant director. Yes. So that counts. Ish. That's why it's in parentheses. It counts. Um, Own a convertible. Own? You owned a car? Who are you with all your property (laughs) and your vehicles? It was... it was like a shitty old, what was it, 1990 Chevy Cavalier soft top convertible. And I loved the pieces. I loved it so much. And it broke down on what the was highway. What was, <laughs> what was their name? What What did I name it? I think something like, oh gosh, I don't remember. Oh, Willie. Because I was really into that Michael Jackson song nice. from Free Willie at the time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Put the top down and blast it. Who was uh, it? Helicopter ride over Manhattan. You could do that. Easy. Skydive. Hey, same trip. Uh, <laughs> live in Manhattan. Not if you skydive out of a helicopter. You won't. But that one's checked. Um, Where do you live now? Can I say that on the air? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, doxer. Give her give us your whole address. <laughs> right. And my social is Queens. That's right. For now, until Amazon kicks me out of my beautiful apartment. Absolutely. Yeah. This episode uh, is sponsored by Amazon. Stop it. It's Susan Stroman. <laughs> I'm trying to get us Sing money. Sing with the Boston Pops. Work internationally. Officiate a wedding. You've done so much stuff. All right. Well, something's crackling. I wonder if that's picking it up on the thing. It's all your success. Maybe it's your phone being too close to the mic. Here, take your phone Maybe. back, please. Do you guys have anything on your bucket list? Not that, well, not that I know of, and it's not about me, even though it's about me, because I want to ask you a question. What's your advice? Work hard and be kind. Aren't there people who work hard and are not nice? Who Absolutely. are very successful? Yes. Where do they get off? Where do they get off? Yeah, that why? How question. are they so successful? Um, I don't know. It's just not the way that I want to do things. Yeah. I just think we all work too hard in this industry to be treated poorly, and we certainly are not in it for the pay. Um, that's something I was actually going to say earlier is that I have learned over time to not judge my success by the number in my bank account. Mm. So that's why keeping a list of goals. What do you judge it by? I'd say by how I'm achieving my goals and the feeling that I'm getting. Because you keep that very specific list. Yeah. And because something that I've uh, noticed and sort of articulated on the podcast before is that success uh, is in a journey, not in a destination. Is that is that rung true for you? Yes and no. Um, yes, I think the journey is where the growth is, mm. but the destination feels real good. It can. 
I don't know. I've had times when it doesn't. I've had times where I worked and worked and worked and worked and then was like, here's the result. Now it doesn't matter. Are you thinking of a specific event? Mom's specifically thinking about when I 100% had completed Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4, but maybe that's just because <laughs> video games don't mean anything. I was thinking of my second Broadway show, but... I've never even looked at Broadway. I don't even know where Broadway is. Don't worry about it. It's 40-something, I guess. No, I've been there. I just saw a play that goes wrong again before it closed. But have you seen The Prom? I have not seen The Prom. I think I would Ooh. like it. I saw that there clip. We go. All right, that wasn't me that time. Too much booing on this episode. <laughs> Listen, I've been, I, pff, I've been, I don't, I don't go to the theater. I don't, I don't like theater very much. Who does? So this actually, she does. She wants to see all those shows in the back of the playbill. All the shows. When I, so you asked about advice, and when I moved to New York, I got some amazing advice from Dan Connectus. And do you know who Dan Connectus is? No. He is a wonderful director, choreographer, and now the artistic director of Theater Under the Stars in Houston, I believe. Yeah, Tuts. Good old Tuts. tuts. Um, he's a great guy. And he told me to, one, see at least one show a week when I'm in New York. Two, read the news every day. This was also pre-Trump. So I, I don't know if he would say the same thing. It was a lot easier now. back then. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he said to, when I, uh, when I go to the ballet, which I love, I love, love, love the ballet. It's my first love. Um, to sit high up so I can see the movement patterns. Yeah. It's really helpful as a choreographer. And to make one new contact, at least one new contact every week. <gasps> Am I your new contact this week? Sure are. Yay! Made Thanks, it. Armel. You're so Also, welcome. I've been meaning to ask you about this for a while. You got a piece of glitter on your forehead. I'm just wondering why. Is it red? Yes. Wait, actually? Are you serious? Yeah, you got like a pink red piece of glitter on your forehead. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is so funny. <laughs> I ordered a dress from Eloquy like a few months ago, and I tried it on once, and I decided I didn't want it. <laughs> and ever since then, I have been finding these red sequins everywhere Stop. in my friend's apartment. She found them. We both found them on sheets, and they're new bed sheets. Wow. I don't know how they got there. I you saw- didn't want the dress, but the dress wanted you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It is so funny. Yeah, it's like a red sparkle just right, right on your forehead. It's I did nice, open. I opened up a tote bag the other day, and I found there was just a pool of glitter at the oh. bottom, and I just didn't ask any questions. It was on brand. It's sure. like a bad horror movie. But that, like cute. A cute horror movie? Yeah. Who's the villain in this horror movie? It's the dress. <laughs> it's, the, it's the cursed dress. Yeah, and his no calling card dress. is the sequins. You're going to wake up in it one day and be like, ah! <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because I've noticed that I, I, after an event, I really enjoy falling asleep in my gown or my party dress. Wow, how? Because you wake up and you feel like a beautiful swan queen. Oh, I love I'm just it. Itchy. That's not true. Well, I'm, I've usually had a few drinks. I don't really mind because I don't think anybody else wakes up feeling that way. Don't knock Are until you you've tried it. Are you a morning person? I I'm a morning person and an evening person. All right. Must be a morning person. Must love trains. What else? <laughs> For let's, what my future husband? Match you up. Um, must have a beard. Oh. Must enjoy the arts, but not necessarily is in the arts. Um, be a good arm candy. Oh, date. like a good date for all your big important Broadway dates. Right. Yes. Must love dogs. <laughs> must love dogs. I've always been a cat owner, but I think I'd be a great dog owner. I'm a little afraid of the intense dog owner. I know that I would be. I cannot wait to be recording this podcast in April when I have a dog. 
uh, is going to be the best. You're getting a dog? We're getting a dog in April. That's great. I thought your building didn't allow dogs. I listened to a podcast. That's why we're moving. (gasps) Mazel tov. We're moving in April. We're getting a dog. It's going to be awesome. Wow. He's she's they are just gonna flump around the apartment we're either gonna adopt megan's dad's dog who lives in new jersey or get our own but either way it will be an english bulldog who i'm sure you'll be able to hear breathing at every moment of the podcast (laughs) wireless mic (laughs) it's like was that hey arnold (laughs) this is like my weakness hey I like couldn't watch those episodes because like there was that very scary one with the man with the chicken bone caught in his throat and then everyone thought it was a scary man but it was actually that kid who breathed that way. Oh, that's right. There's also the scary episode where they got trapped on the subway and they sang a song and every time I'm on the subway I think about that song. Do you Do remember the song? About? Yeah. Can you Let's sing it? all hold hands here on the subway. Oh yeah. That's all I remember. But yeah. I always look around the subway. I always look around the subway and think about two things. One, if there were an apocalyptic emergency right now and this were the rest of the population, how would we do? And two, if I had to hold hands with all these people and sing a song, how would we do? Oh, my God. (laughs) If we were in the zombie apocalypse, what would your superpower be? I'm sorry. What do you mean superpower? I mean, like you as a person, like what is your strength that you could offer to your team in the zombie apocalypse? Uh, uh, morale. In any yourself. sort of apocalyptic situation, unfortunately, I'm an Eagle Scout and I still don't, wouldn't cite any of those Aww. skills as things that I would bring to a community. I would be like, I'm the new, I'm, you know, someone's like, I, you know, I, used to work I, I took shop class so i'll be the new carpenter and someone's like i was a vet so i'll be the new doctor and i'm like i i did a podcast so i'll be the new politician oh my god <laughs> i am the media I'll, i'd be a great politician my friend dale says uh that i would be a great politician and also for the same reason i would be a slytherin is because i'm really good at um saying things very believably even when everyone knows that they're not true and i like to think i could use that power for good people would be like we're out of food and i'd be like yes but someday we won't be out of food someday there will be enough food and i might mean like someday there'll be enough food because enough of us will die that there will be enough food for the six of us left but don't think about that just think about my voice We'll turn, we'll turn to God. cannibalism and they'll be the food. Hey, there's enough food. Plot twist. I'm, I'm offering you solutions, not uh, Julie Andrews hugs. <laughs> Armel, what's your, what's your zombie apocalypse superpower? I've, I try to think about this, but all I can think of is that I would just opt out, be like, I'm just going to go be a zombie. No, oh, like, no. This is like so much work. It's Why don't all- you at least do something that makes you not be a zombie? Why don't you not be part of the problem, Armel? <laughs> because it's inevitable. I would like no, size it's not. Not if you what if there's like a zillion zombies, mm-hmm. then like why fight it? You like that to be is, on the winning team? That's what, what you say. That is a metaphor I do not appreciate. <laughs> okay, stop. I'm talking about literal <laughs> zombies. I'm also talking about literal zombies. I think we're all talking about literal zombies. Okay, maybe we're all it's just- always talking about literal zombies. I'm just saying. If we were all going to die and there was pretty much, uh, instead of just like prolonging our sad, sad lives fighting over the shit bucket, like 
Just be a zombie. It's time. All right, Hamlet, calm down. Well, <laughs> why don't you not? Why don't you put yourself into a position where you couldn't become a zombie? Because then I would watch everyone that I love turn into a zombie. N- no, this is go, more like INS goes. Go you are giving up way like, too easily. Go to an island somewhere by yourself, or like submerge yourself in concrete, or like protect the ones you love. Do something to make sure that you don't become a literal zombie. We wouldn't survive. I just feel like in that case, it's actually hopeless. If there were some shred of hope, sure. I've learned a lot about you tonight. I'm a realist. Okay. Wow. I am the most hated person on this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ilana, tell us your, your apocalyptic superpower, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, I feel like I could, like, fan kick the zombies pretty oh. well, or, like, somehow, like, jazz hand them away, or use that as a distraction well, or something like that. I was with you for the fan kicking, not positive about the jazz hands. I'm changing my answer to jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you be the bait. Absolutely. <laughs> you be the bait for my jazz hands. Great. Great. Um, or I think uh, like organization and leadership and communication, like this is our game plan, guys. This is the choreography for how we're going to. I'll be the zombie apocalypse president. You be my zombie apocalypse press secretary. How come I don't get to be the president? Uh, because I'm the president. I called it. And that's how things work in the literal zombie apocalypse. Fine. I'm the prime minister. Fine. No, you've given up, Armel. You don't get a voice in this. Too late. I'm back. I'm the president and the vice president. And I'm the prime minister. <laughs> and I'm the king and the emperor and Napoleon. Damn. So, Who calls Napoleon as a position? Me. I would love to retire to a little island for a while. Oh, my God. I need a break. Thank you so much for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name has been and will always fucking be David Andrew Laws. You can find more out about Dress for the Podcast You Want on dimlywit.com. Big thanks to Dimly Wit for sponsoring us on their network of podcasts where you can hear things like bad examples and shorts and standby and ooh, all that good stuff. That's not a name of a podcast, but it should be. Also, <laughs> thank you to Laura St. Pierre, our Patreon donor, and thank you to Ilana for joining us. Thank you to Armel for braving the post of co-host which I'm not positive you're going to retain, but we'll find out. Wow. Listen, you can't be booing people and being a literal zombie. Okay, we'll work on this. We'll work on it. It's a good, it's a, it's a working relationship. Um, who wants to send us off? I will. Go ahead. Um, thanks so much for having us and have a great day. Make good choices. Oh, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, sure. Um, I have four projects coming up. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, okay. But also, like, see the prom. It's, like, the best thing ever. Great. Yes. And I'm seeing it tonight because I've been feeling down, and it's, like, therapy. Aww. It, like, fills my soul with love and happiness, and it's such a wonderful company, and Casey Nicola and his team are just the best. Um, so I'm directing Piano Slam in Miami uh, at the end Whoa. of February. I am choreographing Spelling Bee at ACT in Connecticut in... May, I am developing a new musical called Living Over the Rainbow in Dallas in April, and I am directing Rocky Horror at Park Square Theater in at the end of the summer. Nice. That's a good that's a good old roster. Thanks. No, I haven't seen prom. I have seen the clip on Facebook of uh the actor with the very short red hair and the glasses singing. Who is that? Mm-hmm. Red hair? I think it's red or orange. Or is it an older person or no, a younger see, person? A very young lady. It's the lady who wants to take her date to prom. Oh, Caitlin Kinnunen. Yeah, Kinnunen. She have red Excuse hair? me. Kinnunen. She has like blondish hair. It was a little bit more brown earlier in previews. Kinnunen. 
she's wonderful. She's a great human being. No, it's like reddish. Look at this picture. I think that's her real hair, mm. or it was in like an earlier. Anyway, of the she prom. has a she sounds fantastic. She does. She has a great voice. I can't wait to see it. All right, um, Armel, will you go with me to the prom? This is so sudden. Cliffhanger. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. She oh said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.